Time for us on this Monday morning to check in with Vaughn Palmer from the Vancouver Sun. Good morning, Vaughn. And good morning, Simi. All right. Now, you've watched a lot of political conventions over the years. It was an interesting one we saw this weekend from the NDP. Yeah, very interesting. I I missed a love-in. I was away. I'd had a trip planned to Seattle for a while to see a couple of art shows and went ahead with it, which is how irresponsible I've become in my old age. But anyway, it sounds like I missed a love-in. Uh, there were some very noisy protesters out on the steps of the Victoria Convention Center and a pro-Palestinian rally, but in the hall, it was a pretty happy occasion, judging from the reports of all my colleagues. Premier got a 93% approval vote from the 700 delegates. I sort of looked at it and said, I wonder, who are the 7%? Yeah, that's what I was wondering What's not to like? (laughs) Uh, But there were some signs in the hall from people saying frack free NDP. So there are some new Democrats who are opposed to the big LNG project in northeastern British, uh, northwestern British Columbia, the one that's going to be coming on stream fairly soon, the big terminal there at Kitimat. And those people, I guess, were holding the signs and maybe they made up the unhappy 7%. Hmm. Okay. So I, I also feel like we got a bit of a preview of what we're going to be hearing about yeah. kind of the attack lines for the next year. Sure. I mean, we're in pre-election mode. Uh, are we ever totally out of pre-election mode? I do wonder I don't sometimes. Think so. But anyway, the election's next October, says David Eby. That's the date he says he's sticking to. There's speculation he might go earlier, but um, he says it's October the 19th, 2024, and he rolled out his uh, initial attack plan, a pretty sharp attack on Kevin Falcon and BC United, his prime opponents. But he also held in reserve another theme, which is defending climate action and the carbon tax, because in the event the BC Conservatives surge past BC United, well, then they want to get rid of the carbon tax. So he's going after them as well. Hmm. Okay. And some of the, you could almost tell what they're shaping up with some of their ad campaigns. Yeah. I mean, look, Kevin Falcon's got this line that comes out of his whole idea that the New Democrats have made massive promises, but not delivered. They can't get stuff done is his theme. And one of the things he talks about is housing. And a favorite line of Kevin Falcon is, you know, I know something about building housing because, well, he worked as a developer when he was out of the legislature for a few years, almost 10 years. Well, David Eby, of course, has turned that into a talking point. He says, yeah, Falcon, uh, his uh, housing policies are designed to suit developers like himself, you know. So hmm. be careful what you say. Yeah, uh, Your opponents are listening and... I don't know whether uh, you should be going around boasting that you're a housing developer in this market where people are overwhelmingly concerned about the cost of housing. They don't think developers are the answer. They do think that a lot of the provincial government stuff is at least worth a try. Whether or not it'll deliver the goods by the next election is another matter. Uh, but Simi Eby's working up his line on that one as well. So it was interesting to see this line that got reported in a lot of the news stories that he's not nearly satisfied with the results so far. He wants to show people before the election where we're headed, 
but he's not claiming that he's going to solve the problems of healthcare waiting lists and housing affordability and cost of living and all that. Rather, he's going to lay out this whole program, say, there's where we're headed, and we want you to endorse it. So a little more realistic than the talk we got from him, Simi, right at the beginning of his time as premier, where he was saying, well, I want to show results that people can see and touch and feel and hear and experience. I think he's recognized that it's a heck of a lot easier to talk up these things, put money into it, public money, pass legislation and regulations, but to actually get the housing built, that's going to take some time. Hmm. Okay, so we're getting a lot of previews here. Also, I guess we should say on a happier note, congratulations to the Premier and his family. Yeah, it's very interesting. Uh, Kaylee Lynch, the Premier's spouse, uh, addressed the delegates. In fact, she introduced him and she, uh, wow, she goes, uh, oh, by the way, some of you may have noticed, uh, uh, we're, I, we are expecting uh, their third child will be due uh, next year, next spring. And very funny line, she said, you know, this was a planned pregnancy, so that's not why the government got rid of uh, charging for contraception. <laughs> so, yeah. and that was even, funny. You know, it's really interesting. I mean, Simi, you know, there's a view out there in our society that the orthodox tradition, the, the modern day size of family that is two children, right? So they're going to have three, and E.B. says, hey, I grew up in a family of four children, and I like a full house. So, yeah, it's great. Nice. I, mean, I think everybody says congratulations, Premier. Congratulations, Kaylee. And wow. uh, on they go. They're <laughs> going to be a big family by modern day standards. All I could think of was a big family, busy family, though. You're oh, yeah. One Premier, <laughs> one family doctor, and three small kids. Boy, good luck to them. Yeah. As I was well, let's saying. see. The son is nine. The daughter is four. So, yeah, yeah it's... Uh, well, Here we go. Yeah, they're going to have their hands full. They're going to be busy. And, uh, you know, uh, Simi, I occasionally look after one grandchild. And uh, good <laughs> heavens, uh, it's nervous breakdown city for an old, <laughs> old person like me. He's wonderful, but God, does he exhaust you? <laughs> I get that feeling. Absolutely. All right. We have more to talk about with Vaughn coming up next. All right, we're back talking with Vaughn Palmer this morning. And Vaughn, honestly, in this day and age, I find it hard to believe that anybody is signing something and putting their name to something that is going to be released publicly that they haven't taken a good look at, you know? Well, yes. And we have a Victoria City Councillor who has been challenged, and we haven't heard from her yet. So I'll put an asterisk, but the news media here in the provincial capital have been trying to get a hold of Councillor Susan Kim. Uh, she's not returning calls, near as I can determine. But here's the deal. She signed, you know, that petition that caused the big flap yes. last week because it is a, it's actually aimed at the ouster of a member of the NDP, member of the provincial parliament in Ontario, where woman was kicked out there and that's led to a petition of sympathy for her so that's the backstory on this and the, the petition is critical of Jagmeet Singh as well it's a sympathetic petition to the Palestinians however there's a line in it that has generated a lot of controversy and that's a, a reference to the unconfirmed reports of sexual violence against women by Hamas so rape um 
as you will recall, and we know this happened last week, uh, over the weekend, the head of the Women's Health uh, uh, Operation uh, at uh, the University of Alberta uh, was fired because she signed that petition. Uh, Alberta Sexual Assault Center denying reports of sexual assault. I mean, the rule is we believe the women. So that, that led to the ouster there. Well, another signature on that petition, petition is Susan Kim. She's a member of the Victoria City Council. Now, I will say that she, we haven't found out how she ended up signing that petition or how her name ended up on that petition. And as you know, Simi, there's some controversy out there about people whose names popped up on things uh, that they didn't well, sign or the organization didn't authorize. Right. That's what I'm wondering about. Is it like what if you're in this day and age right now with how controversial yeah. that is, don't put your name to anything without thoroughly reading it because yeah. afterwards, if you're going to claim that that's not what you intended, well, it's hard to say that. Yeah, that's an issue. Uh, you know, it, it, it's possible. That's that's the explanation. Although, you know, as, as again happens, when your name shows up, uh, people go looking to see what else you've signed and what else you've said and people have turned up a uh, posting uh, by Susan Kim, the counselor, on her Twitter account, proclaiming the glory of the martyrs in the wake of the Hamas attacks. Now, uh, the radio station here, CFAX, and uh, the newspaper, Times Columnist, and the TV station, Check, where our friend Rob Shaw works, have all tried to get the counselor's side of the story on this They've not gotten very far. I think the one posting I saw, she said uh, she was traveling when this controversy blew up, and so she wasn't able to respond, apparently. And I haven't checked this myself, but I see a report uh, from Czech that um, she's taken down her Twitter account or deactivated or removed all the postings. So uh, this one isn't going to go away. I would think, you know, she's going to have to at some point come forward. One of her opponents in the last election, Simi, started a petition calling for Kim's resignation. Uh, over the weekend, it had already collected several thousand signatures. So, again, uh, the mayor, there will be calls uh, to the mayor, Marianne Alto, uh, other members of the council. There's been calls for the council to meet and censure her. I don't know where it's all headed, but this is a polarizing issue, as we know. We saw it on the weekend again at the NDP convention. There were protesters outside accusing David Eby of being complicit in genocide because of what's going on in Palestine. So it's a very deep, divisive, bitter issue. I guess I'll give the councillor the benefit of the doubt that when she signed this petition, she may not have realized what she was signing on to that may end up being her best defense, but we haven't heard from her yet. Hmm, okay. And I, again, I don't understand why other politicians don't look around and go, geez, I, I really hope to avoid that kind of situation. Yeah, I mean, I think the more experienced politicians do have somebody in charge of their social media postings. And if they're wise, they still approve them. But, you know, <laughs> it's an old rule. It was. It used to be a rule with email, which is, you know, before you send this email off to somebody, uh, take a walk around the block and yes. think about it and come back yes. and read it. 
you know, I had a bad temper. <laughs> and I sort of tried to learn that one a long time ago, which is uh, stand back and think about it. I have a, a, a very wise, good counseling spouse, Dale, and she's and my daughter, Elise, and they've spared me many an ill-thought-out, <laughs> ill-advised posting. I'm, I'm glad I have you when I'm doing live radio because I can't, I think, well, Simi will shut me up if I really go across the line. I don't know. I'm, I'm thinking, have we ever seen this, Vaughn? Like, I feel like we need to let this one loose maybe every once in a while and see what happens as a result yeah, of well, it. Yeah, well, get me talking about some musical act or something and keep me out of trouble, oh, Simi. Note for tomorrow. Or maybe a movie or a Black Friday sale, but don't get me into politics. Okay, time. well, I'm making notes on this for sure for future reference. Uh, Vaughn, thank you for that. <laughs> Bye-bye soon. That is Vaughn Palmer there from the Vancouver Sun. For most of us, crime is something we see on the news. We never think it could happen to us until it does. Loved ones are gone, and for the survivors, the scars will never heal. I'm Nancy Hickst, a senior crime reporter for Global News. And on this season of Crime Beat, I'll take you inside some of the most serious crime stories I've covered. Season six of Crime Beat is available now on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, and all podcast platforms.